Canuck Central, Kintech Studio, final segment of the show. Getting ready for draft day. So the thing about this year's NHL entry draft, it's on Wednesday and Thursday. Yes. <laughs> and so the first round being on a Wednesday means that, well, overrated or underrated is getting trumped. And it's getting pushed to Tuesday. Yeah. Have to do it on Tuesday instead. So, it is an overrated or underrated Tuesday on Canucks Central. Hit the music, Ben. You know the game. We play it once a week, usually on Wednesdays. Usually. You give us a topic. We debate if they are overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. Uh, For example, Nate Danielson. Overrated, oh, underrated, or perfectly rated? Uh, given the reaction to our mock draft on Twitter. Where we and, selected Nate Danielson to the Canucks at 11th overall. And also the text inbox. Mm-hmm. I'd actually say he's underrated because of how overrated people seem to think Nate Danielson is. Because yeah. usually you go you yin and yang. You, you, people are probably going too far the other way on it. So I'd actually say underrated. Mm. I, uh, I feel... I feel underrated as well. If you would have asked me this uh, not so long ago, I might have said overrated. Mm -hmm. But the more tape that I've watched of Nate Danielson, the more I am enjoying the player and the the traits. I've I've adopted Sats like vocabulary because we spend so much time (laughs) together. And talking so much draft. I mean, I, I hope, honestly, like as much as I love talking draft, I hope that next year we don't talk as much draft. Uh, during the season. Mm-hmm. That might feature in uh, overrated and underrated. Ooh, we'll very see. good, very good. Uh, let's start with uh, this one. From Sad, the Canucks 2023-24 schedule. Okay. Overrated or underrated? All right. So I think the schedule is fascinating. Okay. Because I've gone through it and looked at looked through with a uh, Schedule fine. talk. It is. Underrated schedule talk, yes. It's fun. I mean, schedule talk's fun, but we, we didn't feel right to lead the show and, and spend a big portion of the show today with all the draft stuff going yep. on and, and trades talking about the schedule. We can all look at the schedule. We can always yep. talk about the schedule at any point of the season we want. Nonetheless, it works for overrated and underrated. I'd actually say it's underrated. Sure, you, it looks bad, right? You have... Uh, you know, four big road trips, a five-gamer, a four-gamer, a seven-gamer, another five-gamer. They have nine back-to-backs, Dan. Nine! Yeah. But here's 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 the cool thing about the schedule. The nine-game homestand, which I mm-hmm. guess could be scary or whatever, you have a lot of games backloaded at home. So if you're playing well and in the race, you have a lot of home games, which is, which is a lot of fun usually at the end of a season. But those nine back-to-backs, one is on home ice in the first month of the season. Mm-hmm. None of them, only two require a flight more than two hours. All the other ones are either a, a 90 minutes or less flights or in the same city. Wow. So the back-to-backs are not that onerous. Yeah. And even just at, like, nine seems like a big number. That is a smaller number than what the Canucks usually have. It's usually in the teens. Yeah, sometimes in the teens. Well, sometimes a little bit. 12 or 13. Sometimes even less, but it yeah. kind of depends. But it's not bad. And also the, the schedule, like, it looks when you look at it in terms of, like, the early parts of the season. Yep. And the main reason why the Canucks uh, are going on the road early, and, mm-hmm. and Joey Canward gave me a call about this earlier. He's like, he gave me some advice. You know, we always say look. He said, look at the uh, Rogers Arena uh, events calendar. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of concerts in, in October, <laughs> and that kind of tells you why they're on the road to start the season so much. Ah, All you got to do is look. All you got to do is look. Good advice from our good friend Joey. Uh, schedule talk, underrated. Next one from Roan. Prospect development for the Canucks since 2011. 
Overrated or underrated? Well, it can't be overrated because nobody's rating it. <laughs> the prospect development has been bad. Yeah. Prospect development uh, in general as a, as, a, as a thing, overrated or underrated? Uh, I'd say underrated because of this market, how poor they've been in, in yeah. developing prospects. Cause, but I do think there is only so much you can do. I think a lot of it comes down to like individuals and what decisions they they make yeah. in life and how yep. they handle life between the age of 18 and 22, 23. And that's usually going to determine yep. you know, where you go. I think that's a bigger factor. But That's why teams value those character you know, evaluations yeah. so much. And, and uh, they value them, but they're also like so difficult to yes. nail down because somebody can tell you all the right things. Yes. In a first meeting, you can put on a brave face. You can you can be who you want them to see you as, but how long can you uphold yeah. that? How many job interviews have you tried to like put on your, uh, your you know, your Sunday best and, yeah. and try to look your best and all exactly. those types of things? It's a difficult thing. So I, I do think there is a lot of uncertainty, but given how poor this organization has been historically and how they've wasted resources and not spent enough resources, yeah. I'd say you have to meet a baseline and the Canucks haven't met a baseline enough. And hopefully they are now. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's underrated as, yeah. a, as a concept prospect development is underrated uh, October uh, Morgan Wallen October 3rd mm-hmm. uh, there's I think there's eight shows in Wu-Tang October. Clan is uh, and Nas are uh, October 16th there's a pink tour she's got a couple of uh, events Iron Maiden and there's gonna be some big time Rogers Arena events yeah all right next go. one all you gotta do is look all you gotta <laughs> do is look all you gotta do is look at the events schedule <laughs> Rogers Arena uh, next one, overrated, underrated, the haul the Jets got for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Okay, so I said this earlier in the show. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are like, well, they got L.A. got the best player in the deal, and Winnipeg took a bunch of guys. They're never going to get the upside that they need out of the players that they got. They didn't get an elite prospect or anything like that. They just took NHL-ready talent. There's always going to be people that that don't love that. Cool. Great. Winnipeg is not looking for that. They weren't looking for that. They made it very clear that they're looking for NHL-ready talent. They want players that are going to come to Winnipeg and help them right now, help them continue to be competitive next year and potentially make another playoff appearance. And if I'm judging them on that, on that being their concept, their idea of what they need to get in a Pierre-Luc Dubois trade, they did pretty good here. I think they did. I, I think they did well as well. I'd say so underrated. underrated. I'd yeah. say underrated too. And the thing to keep in mind, I don't think anybody was offering them a top ten pick for PLD. Yeah. Or top twelve pick. You're not getting that. Well, there was like only how many teams that you know he wanted to go to anyways exactly and even so you weren't you know getting that in return so what were you looking at at the deadline with him potentially a first round pick like the 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 one that Canucks got 17th overall somewhere like that best case yeah and maybe a prospect you like and that's a long range kind of you know trade that you make but with a pick you know and that's the best case but if you're getting a late first round pick Filardi's a better talent than that Kupari's as good as talent as you get there both younger players and I don't know about Ayafalo I can take it or leave it but he can help you at the very least Getting a second round pick as well. I don't know. I like the return for uh, the Winnipeg Jets. People might call me crazy, but like Kupari's got nine goals in 130 games, and I love the player. (laughs) He's good defensively. He's played 130 NHL games. He has nine goals, and I'm like, I love this guy. I watch him play. He's like functional hockey player. 
Right shot. There you go. Has size. Plays good at both ends. Can PK already. Like, you know, if he finds some offensive potential, then, you know, you're looking at a guy that is a solid third-line center and can potentially even be more than that. Next one from Deedlebug. Picks after 100th overall. Oh, overrated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally overrated. That's not to say that you don't want picks outside 100, yeah. the hundred for sure. I mean, you, again, more picks, the better. I mean, the more lottery balls you have, the more likely you are to eventually win a draw, right? Yes. So I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing having the picks, but yes, a single draft pick outside the top hundred is overrated. Yeah, it's uh, it's very hard to hit those. Yeah. But as as you know, a team like Carolina has proven. If you get enough later round draft choices, uh, you know you will be able to find talent. They're more valuable in trade than they are in terms of making selections. Yes, like a fourth round pick, fair, a four, yeah. yeah, fourth and a fifth round pick. You're better off using in trades than you are making selections if you're using it wisely. I'm saying like Bjorkstrand. Look yeah. at guys you can get cheap, for instance. You know if you have. You know what they got, Brent Burns. Yeah, and guys if you like have that, cap space like, and teams are trying to offload players, you know those third, fourth round picks to be able to get yeah. decent players at a discount price, always a really good idea. And at the deadline for fourth and a fifth, you can get you know some. So you can get a third pair defenseman to help you. You can get yeah. like a guy like a Curtis Lazar, for instance, to give you some depth down the middle. Like you can get guys to help you with those picks. I uh, like they're. I think they're sort of underrated for contending teams in that it's like well we're capped out you know we know we're using a lot of first round picks to get Mm -hmm. guys at the deadline and stuff like that but can we recoup at least some shots at the dartboard so that we can maybe find some diamonds in the rough or as you say use them to find ways to get other players because generally like you know teams like tampa I look at the haggle trade that they made. You know, yeah, they gave up two firsts, but they prioritized getting two fourths back in that deal. Like, just so that they could have a couple of kicks at the can later in the draft. You know, we've had success drafting later in the draft. Teams that find a way to get some kind of draft capital, you know, it does help them in the long run. So having those picks, having multiple picks, definitely valuable. Having one selection in the fifth round, like, yeah, it's uh, it's a throw at the dartboard. Uh, next one from Kevin. Acquiring first-round picks. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. First-round picks are always great. Great trade assets. Yeah. Great trade assets. Like Colorado today. They get the first and the second-round pick. Two top Essentially, like, you know, two, two second-rounders, right? It's a 31 and a 37. Last half full, two first rounders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of like getting two first rounders, two late firsts. Two high seconds. Two high seconds, however you want to phrase it. I'm sure uh, Chris McFarland would say it's uh, two, two late firsts. Uh, but you know, for Alex Newhook, a player that wasn't really fitting in what they were doing, you know, they needed a guy to step up and really be something more for them, and he wasn't last year in their lineup despite all of their injuries. So they were out on Alex Newhook. And they found a way to get two great picks out of it. Now, do they make those selections? Probably. I mean, the draft is just a day away. But what can they do now with, you know, some extra prospect talent in their pool as they get to the deadline? 
next year because that's a team that's spent a lot of its draft capital. They've spent a lot of its prospect capital already in the last couple of years doing what they've done to get to Stanley Cup team. So, you know, acquiring those things are always are always beneficial. And if you or if you're the Canucks, you get the extra first. You get a you get a top end right shot D. Was just gonna say so you can move on there, Josh. (laughs) All right, next one comes from uh, Austin and Langley. Having draft guests on in late 2023. So that would be later this year. Oh, that'd be horrible. (laughs) I don't want to be talking prospects. Like, the only reason I want to be talking prospects is because Macklin Celebrini, who's from here, is playing so spectacularly well. We have to talk about him being the next great, talented, first overall pick that could be coming out of these parts. That's the only draft talk I want to be having next year before 2024. That's it. Maybe World Junior preview, right? Yeah. Like, hey, you know, Canucks prospects of the World Juniors and and whatever, and who are some guys who are draft eligible that might be on teams? Perhaps that, okay? I, I can, I might entertain that on the off question or two in the mailbag, mm-hmm. but no. If we're breaking down the 2024 draft before it's even 2024, it's gone to hell again. You won't be happy. No, dude. I have a nine-game homestand in March. Yeah. A nine-game homestand in March. Yes. If that nine-game homestand is going to be a death march, yeah. I don't know if I can do it. Now I can, I'll do it, and I'll still enjoy it. But nonetheless, my point being, I, I've, I've seen enough of this. I've seen enough of, like, yeah, season's gone awry early and meaningless games, and we're trying to talk ourselves into, what if they win five in a row? Then there'll be six points out of a playoff spot. It's like, come on. If we, if we have to do those, you know, machinations again, it's not happening, okay? We if want- we're talking draft prior to 2024, next year's going to suck. It's really going to suck. Can we, at the, at the very least, have that nine-game homestand in March be like, this is make or break for the Canucks season? Just be in a playoff race. I'd rather, well, I, I doubt it would be like, they're comfortably in a playoff spot <laughs> Yes, in March. of course. Yeah. You know what? I'd take that. I'd take that. That would be fine. I would take that. Then you just talk about who they might play. Yeah. And so, whatever, like, and... the, the first month of the schedule is uh, not all that kind to the Canucks. You know, they have Edmonton back-to-back to start the season. That's yeah, not too bad. Uh, not back-to-back, but home-and-home home with Edmonton to start the season. And then they go to Philly, Tampa, Florida, at Nashville. And you got St. Louis, New York, Nashville again to close out the month. I mean, what's scary about Nashville and St. Louis? Just don't be like 0-8 yeah, at the end of I mean, October. Is, is that <laughs> start that bad? Like, is, are those teams It's not that a bad? terrible start. I mean, Florida's like going to have half their roster in IR still. Yes. Or an injured list, sorry. I'm watching too much baseball. But, like... You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think Florida's going to be too tough. Nashville, we'll see. St. Louis, I don't know about St. Louis. Honestly, if they have a bad start, there's no excuse. Like, it's not that bad of a schedule. Five games on a road is not that bad. Figure what, it out. What record would you like to see coming out of October? Uh, have a winning record. Don't set the bar at 500. I'm tired of this low bar BS. Even with a five-game road Yeah, I start? don't give a, you know what? Yes, have a winning record. Okay. What's with all this, like, be 500? Maybe, God willing, we'll be 500. Yes. Raise the bar. Be a winning team, for goodness sakes. You're running it back with these guys again. You're going to sign some free agents, make some team additions, just be a 500 hockey team? I'm going to throw my phone across the room. <laughs> uh, next one, Dom, Nashville Hot Chicken. Overrated or underrated? Oh, it's underrated. I know it's like everybody's favorite thing now, but it's still underrated. You go get a nat- uh, like a good Nashville hot chicken sandwich somewhere, fire it up. Can't say I've had one. And that spot for you would be? Uh, Download Chicken's pretty good. Absolutely. Okay. On commercial. That's the one. Oh, man. I, like, I don't... I'm getting old, so I don't love having fried food anymore, but... <laughs> if I'm going to do the fried chicken thing... Download chicken's pretty good on, on commercial. Yeah. 
I mean, I can't really do uh, spicy chicken, mm-hmm. so I mean, I, I want to try Fat's that. That's gonna sweat like crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I tried the uh, Nashville chicken sandwich from King Taft, and it was really mm. good. But that's about as adventurous as I get. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sweating thinking about you know hot food. I've had the not spicy ones, but I, I want to try a, a hop at some point. Yeah. Uh, what you don't like spicy food, Josh? I don't mind it. It's just never my preference. Because mm. then I go into it being like, oh, this is going to be spicy. And then I'm just thinking about the spice instead of Then he's flavor. already sweating. Yeah. Ben? Spicy I like food it. guy? I like yeah. it. I'm here for it. Let's go. Not like ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't want it to like be You don't ruining. want to do the one chip challenge or anything no, like that. No. No. Okay. I'm not going to be like, that shouldn't be the main thing there. But I don't mind a little bit of spice. Yeah. Uh, Spice should enhance the taste of the food. Yeah, it shouldn't like exactly. I'm fine with kill that. your mouth. You yes. know. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, Justin in East Van spending American Thanksgiving weekend in Seattle watching the Canucks and the Seahawks. So American Thanksgiving weekend, continuing the uh, schedule theme of overrated underrated today. The Canucks are in Seattle on the Friday, the twenty fourth. Thursday, the 23rd, American Thanksgiving, the Seattle Seahawks are hosting Mm -hmm. the San Francisco 49ers. So you could do a Thursday, Friday. I hope you got your hotel room already or else it's going to be 600 bucks a pop. Uh, You could do Thursday, Friday in Seattle and get a Seahawks game and a Canucks Kraken game. Great. Do it. Underrated. Get after it. My favorite part about the schedule, by the way, for the Canucks, only two Sunday games yes. during the NFL season. Yes, but I think they're going to be playing on Super Bowl Sunday. They are. What? Yes. They are on Super I, Bowl Sunday. Now, I'd imagine it's an early game. Yeah, because usually there aren't games yeah. scheduled that day. I think it'll be an early game on Super Bowl Sunday, so we should be able to get out and be able to enjoy the Super Bowl afterwards. But I am hyped, like you, that they're barely playing any Sunday games. It's not going to ruin my NFL Sunday watching, which makes me so happy. You, you guys have no idea how happy I am on Sundays when I don't have that day interrupted. It's like bliss. So, and like, honestly, and I, somebody texted, I think it was Raymond said, they're going to play every Saturday. I love that too. I think there are two or three Saturdays of the entire season. They're not playing or yeah. like four or something. Yeah. Very few Saturdays they don't play. I love it. There love was Saturday one games. Sunday. I think they're playing Detroit. It was like a nine o'clock start. Yeah. So we're here at eight. We didn't leave. So that was not in a great mood. They do I have not in a great mood. No, that was not. Was <laughs> they do have one. one of those. It's, uh, February 11th against oh, the Washington that's Capitals. That's the Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl. What time is it? Uh, 10.30 a.m. There you go. There so you we'll go. be free. That's, that's uh, you, know what? I'll, you know what? I'm happy with that. It's better than nine. It's okay that day. Yeah, it's okay that day. You know what? You'll get up. Yeah. You know, have that's a good a show early. We're going to I, I'm, I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. You know, this is great. And you know what the best part is? No Sunday games. Uh, the Browns are coming to Seattle this year. That's right. In Ooh. October. And when I saw the schedule that the Browns, that uh, there's no Canuck game on that day, guess what I'm doing? And That's going to Seattle. That's what I'm doing. And you probably got a buffer day because they play no Monday games yeah. in October as well. I don't know. I'm, I might have to come back to do the show. Depends. Depends. Well, depends. Depends. Is it, is it important? He's going to have, uh, well, I mean, I you're, you're going to be so angry after Geno Smith just dunks on the Cleveland Browns. Dunks on the Cleveland Browns. Have you guys seen the Browns roster? <laughs> Underrated, by the way. Uh, Sat's optimistic here in June about his Browns. Let's see how he feels. Come September. <laughs> Even October. It, it'll, it'll be <laughs> He'll be going to the game sad. So I think the uh, – No. Actually, that I'll weekend, the Apple Cup is also happening. So you could make it 
a three different sporting event, three three sporting events in three days in Seattle Thanksgiving weekend, American Thanksgiving weekend. Sounds expensive. Seahawks, Canucks, Kraken, and then uh, watching the Huskies in the Apple Cup on the Saturday yes. of that week. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. If you want to like just go all out, I don't know. I haven't been to a college game. They're, oh, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're fun. They're fun. Huskies games. Husky, fun. Huskies like they have a good crowd at their games. I'm sure I went do, to a yeah. Syracuse Florida State game mm. back in my Toronto days. That sounds that sounds pretty good. That was cool. Yep. All right. All right. Next one comes from JL Cowboy Hats. Overrated. You know, <laughs> what if what? Okay, I don't so, think anybody in this room could actually pull one off. <laughs> I, that's what I was gonna ask. What if you could pull one off? Would you make it your whole thing? Like you put a cowboy hat on. Your wife was like, "Dan, you look amazing." <laughs> yeah, you. Sometimes, like you know, your girlfriend or your partner will say that because you look cute to them, but they also know you look like a dork everywhere else. Yes, it's like yeah, go and be a dork everywhere. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> So it's like, you got to be careful to like, oh, do I? Oh, thanks, honey. It's like, don't be a mark. I get this all the time. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, wait, I can't wear this to work. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, even just like the straw hat. Like, I know they're like kind of in. I couldn't do like the Tom Kite straw hat on uh, a golf course. Like I don't, I don't have that kind of confidence. I can't pull that off. I'm bad. Like hats in general, I look really bad in hats. Like I can't even wear like a baseball cap the right. I have to wear it backwards because yeah. if I wear a baseball cap the other way, I look like a dork. Same. Yeah. Totally even a bucket hat. Like who wears? Like <laughs> I like wearing a bucket hat on the course sometimes. Yeah. Oh, do you? It can kind of be a play. Ah, could be the move. Could be the move. <laughs> I think Greg Norman used to wear the the the, the big hat. Yeah, the big when he's choking away hat. the Masters in whatever <laughs> year it was or whatever was going on. Yes, the shark. What do you guys think about cargo pants? No. I feel like they're super in right now. Or like, I'm too simple. Okay. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I, you're just a jeans guy. I'm just you know jeans. I'm pretty simple. Jeans are out. I, I don't know. I, jeans I'm, are out. Exactly. Jeans are out. So like, Can't what, do jeans. What's the pant? Jeans I'm all are in out. on Lululemon. I don't even. I mean, Lulu's are fine or cotton pants or anything like that. But I can't do uh, jeans anymore. Yeah. I almost like. Yeah. I, I'm, like I wouldn't chinos? say I look down on people that wear jeans, but I'm like. Wow. <laughs> I'm just. Tell me how you more. really feel, Sat. <laughs> I am like the only guy that still wears jeans to the office. It yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean. I didn't know. Sat noticed. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, jeans are just, like, why wear jeans? Like, unless you need them for work, like, why wear jeans? Yeah. I don't know. I, I like jeans. They were so in. They were so in for were. a long time. They, they cornered the market for, like, 200 years. I feel like <laughs> light blue jeans are okay now. Yeah, they're okay. They're back in style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll end with bit. this one. Completing the grouse grind 11 times in one day. Overrated or underrated? <laughs> overrated. Who needs that? <laughs> Who needs that? Who needs that? <laughs> Who needs that? What are you? Good for Sh- Daniel Sedin that he was off. able to do it. And every every like, you know, there's other people that did it. Like there's normies that go and do this 11, 12 times a day. Normies, yeah. Uh, not just Daniel Sedin, so they deserve some applause too, but I don't know. How long do you just, think it would take me if I went out like, hey, I'm gonna do this 11 times in one. Day. You would not do it. I would not do it. 11 no. times you wouldn't do it. Like, so timing your first time. Yeah, I think you do. Like, you do like 50 some minutes. I think you can do that. Your first time up. There was talk about bringing back the uh, cross grind 650. The uh, challenge. The time time board. So it was funny. So back in the day, I mean, I was dominating it, and then once 
Rintel went and did it, and he had the best one. But, yeah. <laughs> like, I, he never did the grind ever. So I, I had the best time for, like, a good, like, you know, for a long time. Yeah. And then Rinty just decides to do it one day and beats everybody. Rinty in, like, 18 minutes. <laughs> it was, like, not too far off. <laughs> what, was was like 28. what was your time stop? Uh, my best time mm-hmm. was, like, 37, Let's go. 36 something. Yeah, that's, like, my best time. I bet you if I go now, though, it'll probably be in the 40s. I'm, I'm gone puking just thinking about the time. Yeah. You're, like, you running beat. up. No, I mean, it's not running, but it's a brisk pace. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very brisk pace. It's a brisk pace. There, yeah, there's no, like, stopping. You got to, like, push yeah. through, man. Uh, and then well, you puke when you get up almost. Uh, the uh, prospects, whoever the Canucks draft tomorrow, uh, will be doing the grouse grind yes. uh, at uh, development camp later this summer. NHL draft coverage is brought to you by the Vancouver Giants, showcasing NHL prospect talents, including Samuel Hanzik and Jaden Lipinski. Come watch NHL talent in action this season. Go to VancouverGiants.com slash tickets. The draft tomorrow, 4 o'clock. We'll have every pick for you live, plus Patrick Alvine with his take on how the first round played out. Tune in for that tomorrow. For producers Josh and Ben, my co-host Sat, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Canuck Central.